I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Welcome back, Rush Nation. I am back from sunny Ibiza. Left you on your own, Mark, last week, and you did me proud yet again. But I am back. It is Nick, and we are back with the Five Yard Daily Fantasy Sport Podcast. It's the strategy podcast yet again. I feel like we need a catchy name for this, Mark, because when we go through the whole title, word for word, it's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, I'm joined this evening by the one and only Mark Ferguson. How are things, Mark? Pretty good, pretty good. So glad to have you back. Um, so well, that I don't, you. you know, so I don't have to muck up the ending like on the last one. <laughs> um, <laughs> which um, thankfully Stocks edited for me. Um, so many people don't realise how bad it was. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Another top guest tonight. Yeah, very, very exciting guest on. Will be very familiar for many in the NFL community that listen to this podcast. Um, and a rising star, I suppose you could say, in the DFS community as well, especially coming off the back of a big win. Um, not sure whether to introduce you as Paul Gascoigne, Jack, or whether to introduce you as Jack Humphrey, but that is what you would likely know him as. Um, unfortunately, you can't see the video, but Jack's got some great hair going on at the moment. Yeah, um, it seemed like a great idea at the time. 
So yeah, I, I went full Paul Gascoigne for the Euros. So and I, I wouldn't also class me as a top guest, but um, I, I appreciate the love, guys, and thanks for having me on. You're, you're out of the three of us. I think you're the biggest lifetime earner, so you're a top guest. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree to that. But no, There's a lot of love in that. It's uh, it's great having you on, Jack, and uh, one of the one of the reasons we did want to bring you on is that obviously you had that great win a couple of months back. Kurt Zuma's number one fan, I believe now. Um, uh, Antonio but, Rudiger. Actually. Yeah. Oh, was it Rudiger? So, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll get into that as we go through, but the, the key thing is, you know, you're doing a lot of work in, in the DFS industry on Twitter now. And um I think we get a lot of listeners on this podcast that are obviously fantasy-based listeners. Um, we will specifically focus on DFS, but I know, Jack, in the past, you've done so much in the fantasy community and your focus, in, certainly in recent months, really seems to switch to DFS as opposed to fantasy. Um, I feel like I'm going down a similar route to what you've probably gone down and, and your sort of focus has really switched on that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I I started off with fantasy, playing dynasty fantasy American football. That was my love. I I, I don't know. It, it sounds a bit big headed. You know, something becomes a bit saturated. It's like mm. I, I find the dynasty community the community itself quite saturated now. It's a saturated market, I, which is really bad because I do a dynasty football podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad saying that, but I, I do find it kind of a there's. I mean. There's loads of guys out there you can get, you know, you've mentioned Stocks earlier and Murph and, you know, there's, there's loads of guys that are better than me at Dynasty and cre- creating great content like that. So I I switched it up because the DFS just, it appeals to me. It gives me that itch. I, I don't want to keep, like last year I was in 40 Dynasty leagues and it was too much. So I don't, I, I've cut that right back this year to 20. That's going to probably get cut back again next year. I and my itch. I I, I solved my itch from fan, with fantasy by playing daily fantasy now. So it's mm. that's where I'm getting that from. But it's that's how I started off. I probably started playing DFS about four years ago. Now I started on DraftKings. Like I'm probably sure you two started on DraftKings. We uh, we don't really get FanDuel over here. I know you can access it via Paddy Power now, but. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really... Uh, DraftKings is a great format. It's, it's a very good app and it's, you know, it's very well well managed, whereas like the Paddy Power fan is a bit glitchy, buggy. But um, to be fair, I've probably had more success on the Paddy Power side of it in recent, <laughs> in recent years to DraftKings. But yeah, um, it, that's just for me. I've, I've, I've just... Falling out of love, I suppose. Yeah, falling out of love with dynasty and redraft fantasy football, and I found my love by playing DFS. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that because I'm going through a similar. I feel like I'm going through a similar transition at the moment, where obviously we had lockdown last year, and it was so easy to join leagues, and I found myself in probably about thirty to forty leagues as well. Um, and last year was actually my first year of playing Dynasty. I'd always been redraft up to that point and probably underestimated the amount of commitment you have to put into a Dynasty league or team to stay relevant year to year. 
So I've cut mine right back this year and I think I'm on about 15 now and I'm, I'm comfortable with that as it stands. But I don't know if it's just that it's the off-season. I feel like I'm usually a bit more excited, not for the sport to come back, because obviously we're all buzzing, we're, we're, we're counting down the days to the NFL season. But the the NFL fantasy side of it isn't really pulling me in as much this year. I'm really looking forward to getting into the DFS again. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I'd say the, the only new leagues I've sort of outside DFS, the only new leagues I've taken on this year have been charity tournaments. That's the only thing I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not doing any more dynasties, and it's exactly the same. But I, I just fell into that trap last year. None of us had anything to do last year, and. I was on Twitter daily. I saw people abandoning teams and I was like, right, I'm t- I'll take that team on. I want the challenge of doing that. And, and I say, I, I worked my way up to 40 teams and it just got too much. It, I was setting my lineups on a Thursday and a Sunday night and I'm not lying to you. It would take me, this is just my dynasty lineups. It would take me about five hours out of my, out of my day, each day, Thursday and a Sunday. And I was just, it was too much. And then obviously I was setting DFS lineups after that as well. So it was becoming way too much. And DFS for me solves that itch. I think I think we also with DFS as opposed to what I would call season long, because I'm a DFS player yeah. primarily, is um it's a different puzzle every slate. Whereas with with your with your dynasties or even your redrafts and stuff, it's kind of one puzzle, it's always the same puzzle almost. I, I feel, I feel. Yeah, there's, with, there's always yeah. going to be players that you're going to start week to week. Yep. Because those are the ones that you've got. Yeah. It's like, whereas with DFS, it's, a, it's it is literally a different puzzle. It's a different set of maths problems. But this is where I say it. It's a different set of maths problems every week. It's a different game to play to solve. It's not the same. Every week is different. Every slate is different. You know, whether your contest size is a different problem to solve. Then you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think having that variety is really um, is really appealing in it. You know, and I've been playing NFL. I was playing NFL. We talk about redraft stuff going back probably since the NFL probably started doing it on their main website and stuff. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I just I would I always need that quick feedback. Yeah. You know, you know, you've done, yeah. you've chosen. I want that quick. That's why I. I you, you know, Jack, we spend a lot of time on our golf and stuff. I hate the fact you have to wait four days to find <laughs> out if you've done any, how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. hate it. I, I hated that last week, actually. I was in a tournament last week to win a round for me and uh, a friend, basically, at the London Golf Club. And I had wacky... No, it wasn't last week. It was the week before. I had wacky Neiman. And the other guy had... Oh, who won that playoff? I can't even remember who won that playoff in that event, but he had him basically. And Wacky Neiman hadn't bogeyed a hole for 72 holes. Yeah. And what does he go and do in the first playoff hole? Yeah. Bogeys it. So I finished second. I was absolutely good. We had, a, we had me and Nick were swapping screenshots. Was it last week, Nick? Or the week before, maybe. And we were both up. I was like, one point I'm like £300 up or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, but this is never going to last. I hate the fact I have to see it. I want to take it away from my live screen on DraftKings. <laughs> It's uh, you want you want a cash out option. Yeah, well, yeah, that would have been really good then. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, but yeah, it's just I just I just, I was yeah I was gonna say the DFS gives you more of an immediate feedback, yeah. except for golf. <laughs> <laughs> but golf is the most fun. Uh, yes. No, anywhere <laughs> only only in the in the off season is the most fun. Yeah. 
You mentioned you've been playing DFS for quite a few years, Jack. Um, yeah. One of the things that me and Mark were interested in finding out is when you started out, how have your contests or stakes changed in terms of what you played when you started out versus what you play now? I wouldn't say it's changed a lot, to be fair. I don't... It's Again, DFS is a form of gambling, right? So I, when I gamble, I bet what I can afford to lose at the end of the day. So I don't, you know, I don't go, I never go chasing anything. If I lose, I lose. That's it. But I, I normally put in, I would say probably about $30 on, well, for the minute for the golf, I do it on the Wednesday night, I put about $30 in my account. Um, haven't been lately because I've been sort of topping it up each week, which has been quite nice. But <laughs> it's, it's, so I, I'd put $30 in on the Wednesday, enter, four or five tournaments. I normally go with a single entry as well over the four days. I, I'm not a big guy that goes in with multiple different entries. I, I get it. I certainly get why people do it. Um, you want your, you want exposure to everyone. I totally get that. But for me, I just, I, I played DFS for fun and that gives me fun. That lineup, I have, I have full confidence in that lineup every week that it can do the job for me. And in, it's in regards to my golf, I've been pretty spot on the last sort of, two months with it so it's as i say i've not really topped up my DraftKings account at all in the last two months so but i i just back to your question i just don't i never ever like 30 dollars is enough for me on the on the wednesday and again that would be for this that'd be on the nfl season as well i if you're gonna play it just bet what you can spend what you can afford to lose don't ever chase anything in it it's you know yeah there's only one winner if you're gonna start doing that so you haven't, you haven't, as you've won money and stuff and profit, profited and stuff, you haven't decided to play differently particularly? You've just always played at the same levels? and Yeah, I've always played at the same levels. I, I, I do my own contest, which is a $3 contest, contest with 20 people for golf uh, each week. I enter a couple of others there. One might be, one's like $5, the other one's $10, etc., etc. But that's just for golf. Uh, if I'm playing soccer for our football, um, I will enter probably like for the Euros. I've done a whole Nick, you was involved in it. I did a whole European championship tournament long where I added all the points up. Um, so, that, but they were $1 entry tournaments each week. So everyone was getting the chance to win some money there. But if I get like, where I won my money in my soccer Chelsea tournament, I, that was a $10 entry. So, mm. But yeah, I, I just, I, I stick to the, yeah, I, I just stick to what I can afford to lose at the end of the day. I'm, I'm never, ever going to go and chase money like that. So. <laughs> that is fantastically sensible though. That really is fantastically sensible. Um, every time I have a decent win, I end up losing it three weeks. So <laughs> that seems... <laughs> I, I literally, like, a couple of weeks ago, I think I won, it was about $120 on the golf and, you know, it's not a lot, but I just, I withdrew ninety dollars because that to me is my profit, and then I get my thirty. My thirty dollars was still in there in the account, ready to play with for next week as well. So that's wow. how I play. That's how I approach DraftKings. Yeah, it's more more useful to you in your pocket than it is in your DraftKings account. So exactly. <laughs> One of the interesting things that you mentioned there, Jack, was that you you're not a, a multi contest entry kind of uh, not multi contest sorry multi lineup entry kind yeah. of uh, player which is interesting because I know that Mark loves a multi-entry 
Um, and <laughs> I've actually done multi-entry on the golf this weekend <laughs> because I feel like the last few weeks when I've done the golf, I've had a really good lineup, but in a big field. So it's just, it's returned, but it's not really returned much. Whereas if I've, if I'd maybe have had a few multis, I'd have probably capitalized on that lineup with maybe a slightly different player here and there. Um, yeah. But yeah, what, why, you know, what, what's the, the appeal to the single entry as opposed to multiple entries for you and Link to that, do you tend to target the contests that are just single entry maximum or are you happy to just put one line up in one where someone can put 20? Uh, I, I will enter contests like that with my one lineup just purely because I believe in the lineup that I build. I you back yourself. We're using, yeah, I back myself. We're using golf as an example. I've, I watch golf every week on the telly. I, I know what the golfers are doing I I study I, I, there is a bit of there's an element to knowing the courses as well like Augusta is a the Masters for example is a course that experienced players that have played that course before tend to do well around even if they're not in particular good form it's like I, I've gone in with Justin Rose this week at the Open he's not in particular good form but he plays well at the Open every year like I know the Open moves around but Justin Rose plays well there. So I, I, I back myself on knowing the game that I watch. Is, golf is kind of, it is my game. I, it's my sport. I've played it since I was 10. So I, I know, I know the golfers. I just, I back myself in that regard. Yeah. I'm Justin Rose, by the way, Justin Rose is my favourite player of the week, this week. He's, he's off to a nice start. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's all right, isn't it? Um, just, yeah. just for the record, Nick, so everybody knows, the reason I play multi-entry is because I'm not good enough to do single entry or triple entry, okay? I need to yes. have loads of lineups. I, I, I totally get it as well. I, I really do get the multiple entries. I, I, I get that. And, you know, you see it with football a lot, our soccer, the people, especially on showdown states, when they do the captain, yeah. people will enter multiple, multiple content, uh, uh, different lineups. And, you know, I, I just, I just, for me, that's how I. There's, there's no wrong or right answer. I can show you loads of people that have entered multiple con, uh, contests, entry, sorry, and then they've come. They're in the top ten. All their entries are in the top ten of the uh, the week. So I, there is no right or wrong answer. But I, that's just how I play DFS. I think the the key to it is there is that if you've got the right lineup, I suppose it doesn't matter whether you're up against someone with. 20 lineups versus someone who has one lineup just like you. If it's the right lineup, you will yep. cash. Um, I, I mean, like I said, I, I've tried it this weekend because I'm normally like you, Jack. I'll normally just target a couple of different contests, maybe, and just enter one or two lineups into them. This week, I've tried a little bit different and gone with the smallest stake, but multi-entry, just to see if, 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 if that diversification of lineups helps me at all. But we were discussing it a couple of weeks back. With we we had Sean on, um, which again, podcast number two in this series. Go and listen to it if you've not. Um, but we had Sean on, and we were discussing multiple entries versus single entries there because we'd all entered the Euros, and the Euro competition. I don't know how you guys finished. I, I did manage to cash, but it was only a thirty quid return. But it was a return nonetheless. This is a fan team. team. Yeah. Fan yeah, that's team, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fan team. 
Um, yeah, I, I had a sixty pound return for mine. So, so yeah. we'll just move on, Nick. We'll just move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason we the reason we discussed it is that you you see a lot of people that enter contests, and it can be fan team, it can be DraftKings, but you, you know when you're up against guys that have put in twenty lineups versus your one, when it's something like that where it's not just a one-off contest and it, it's over either multiple weeks or multiple rounds of something. It gives them the opportunity to have slight error in one or two of the lineups and still be able yeah. to better your, your one lineup because they've just spread the, they've spread the risk, if you will, across different lineups. And it's something that it, it doesn't bug me because at the end of the day, if, if I could do the same, I would do it. Yeah if I could afford to just throw that money at it and say, right, there's yeah. 20 different entries at, at £10, £20 a pop, I'd do it. But it's like, I, I'm purposely now sort of looking at things like that and thinking, well, are those the kind of things that I should be playing? Because I'm coming up against someone who he might have 10, 15, 20 entries in and yeah. he's, he's got a better chance ultimately than I have because he's been able to spread the risk across the lineups. And then that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Really, are you willing to throw the money at it to do it? And yeah. personally, I'm not. So yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like the money in my back pocket. So there's also there's also the other thing about these multi-entry things, which sometimes gets forgotten, is there's a logistical aspect to it as well. Like we were talking before we started recording, Jack, when we were talking about your dynasty leagues and stuff. You've got you've got so many dynasty leagues. Um, um, you you know you if you've got loads of entries in a DFS contest, you've got to be able to edit them or change them if you need to and stuff, um, which, you know, if you've got like, like you've got 16, I think this week, haven't you, Nick? 16. That'd be quite hard to do edit all of those with an hour to go or half an hour to go when lineups come out on your app, on the phone and stuff, for example, and to keep track of it all and stuff. So if you haven't got a way of creating them in a way you want to or editing them in a way you want to, et cetera, and even look, looking at them all, then it probably isn't for you, mm. I think. Agreed, yeah. We know that you're a DraftKings player, Jack, and you've played a lot of fan team recently, or you've certainly been getting more into fan team recently. Yeah. So obviously we know that you're, you're DraftKings, we know that you're, you're fan team, and we know that you've played Paddy Power as well. What What's your thoughts on fan team? Because me and Matt, we both really like fan team. I like it, yeah. The only, the only thing I didn't like is that DraftKings will carry over into extra time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I probably didn't like that because I, I think I, 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 by the end, I had Harry Kane as my captain in my uh, lineup that cashed, but he scored obviously that goal against Denmark in mm. in extra time. So and he got, got a shot on target as well. Yeah. So <laughs> he got a shot on target and a goal. It, it's very different, but as an app, I, I, I like what they're doing over there. The, the, it's, mm. it's improving... All the time, I've been in contact with them because they are. I, I, I mainly play daily fantasy golf, so I'd love to see that on there. And they have they've assured me it's coming within yeah, it's coming. months, basically. So that's um, that's going to be a big thing for me when it goes over there. I've I've also enjoyed. I've been playing a bit of. I know Nick, you like Formula One. I I've been playing a bit of Formula One on there, which has been quite enjoyable as well. Yeah, I've um, I'm in the season long. I'm not doing very well in the season long because Mercedes weren't very good out of the blocks. But um, I've, had a, I've had a couple of returns on the, uh, the like the weekly ones and had Leclerc not decided to 
shunt the barrier at the end of qualifying, I'd have probably won the Monaco one that weekend. Um, but I, I love the I love the fan team. What you know, like like you said, what they're doing over there. It's just something a bit different, and I, I actually quite yeah. like the the layout, the look of it. I think sometimes it's nice just to get a little bit of something different. Yeah, a no, bit like when Sleeper came along, almost. <laughs> yeah, agree. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think that they are improving all the time. They started a lot of money at it. Some great contests on there. Generally, lots of overlay there as well, especially on some of the bigger contests. Um, Nick, I wasn't actually. I'd actually changed my mind about the season-long football, and I wasn't going to do it this year. And then, voila, we won tickets. We won. <laughs> <laughs> Get I don't know. I don't yes, know whether you tagging <laughs> you tagging me or me tagging you won that. I don't know which one well, way, which way it was. It just, it, it's just, um, it, it's funny because they, I, I don't know whether it was that, but they listed us both on the same line on the yeah. tweet. So they'd put like Mark yeah, Alex. So yeah. I was I'm, buzzing with that. Thanks, Mark. I'd have missed I'm, that otherwise on my lounger in, uh, in a beef. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, um, I feel like I'm obligated now for 38 weeks of stress. <laughs> and I, that's why I didn't want to that's why I wasn't going to do it and now I've got this free and I've got to do it now so now I've got to do looking at like the first six weeks and planning and all of that stuff that these people do um, but yeah we really just don't forget <laughs> just yeah, don't forget because yeah. I, I kept doing that I, I entered a tournament on the Sky 6 the Super 6 each week and I just kept forgetting to do it yeah. <laughs> Super, Super yeah. 6 is a killer for that because you get to the midweek and you get to Tuesday yeah. Wednesday you think oh there's no games this week and then there's some random league one games or something yeah, when it's yeah, the international yeah. break <laughs> yeah yeah this is this this is why DFS is so much better for me than these things. But yeah, there you go. Maybe I've jinxed myself into winning the 200,000 now. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to put your lineup in first, mate. When I asked oh, you the other day, you've still not put it in. I was, yeah, straight well, on it. I was looking at fixtures. <laughs> I was looking at transfers. Come on. I just know a lot I'm, of people are playing Antonio up front. That's I'm all I know. Actually, I've not actually had a look at it yet, but it will be something I'm definitely going to get involved in. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I love the FPL and I know it's not a profitable thing, but I, yeah. again, I enter leagues on that and some are pay seasonally leagues, some of the pay monthly leagues, um, just all, all obviously organised and run off the site, so offline, but yeah. it's good good fun. And over the season, again, I, I, I back myself over a season competition that I watch enough football that, you know, you know when teams are in form and you know when players are performing or when they're unfortunate and they're just not getting the rub of the green. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that on fan team this year, especially yeah. when it's free of charge. <laughs> a pint always tastes better when it's free. Also, also, Jack, you won't know this about Nick, but like literally at the end of last year when I was writing a couple of articles for fan team and the soccer stuff, um, the um, Nick was sending me these WhatsApp messages about analysis on games which were better than 90% of the content out there. That's just him <laughs> sending me a WhatsApp message, you know? So, I mean, you know, I don't, I know full well exactly I'm playing for second place here, but like, uh, it's like the 100,000 <laughs> or whatever, but um, imagine that. Oh, you'll take that, you'll take that, you'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, over 38 weeks? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> imagine that, Nick, one and two on the same pod. Uh, <laughs> Imagine the views. Never mind. Imagine the the yeah. listeners, the yeah. followers. We might, we might get five. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, my follower account on Twitter just went nuts when I won my money on DraftKings. It literally just 
people uh, are just like this doesn't happen every week so don't like yeah. i tweeted the week before i was like people that play soccer dfs are absolute that's lunatics because yeah. yeah basically or something like that like yeah. that's off to them you see I, <laughs> you see yeah. you jinxed yourself yeah, I did. You, you jinxed it. So, do you think all your new followers thought you're going to somehow share that money with them or something like that? Is that what? Yeah, I think so. I think my uh, partner, had, my partner, had a strong say in where that money was going. So, <laughs> hey, oh, talking about that because I on the last pod with Jordan, we talked about this briefly. Is once you have a big win, you've got to um, treat your other half. Did you do that? I well, yeah, I did. I put it all in our savings account, our joint savings account. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, fair which, so yes, that's that's treating her. So she's she's looking after it. <laughs> and did you buy a, a um, Antonio Rudiger shirt as well? No, I do need to. Unfortunately, well, I'm not unfortunately because I am a Chelsea fan. But Chelsea won the Champions League after, so I ended up getting a Champions of Europe 21 uh, new mm. Chelsea shirt. So, but I, perhaps I should, I probably should get an Antonio Rudiger one. Yeah, absolutely should. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow, <laughs> Jack, uh, onto that big win because I want to want to relive that evening. <laughs> it was a great evening, just for the just for the drunk hotel tweets and dancing around the hotel yeah. field. But talk talk <laughs> us talk us through that win and, and what what happened. What you know what what sort of lineup did you put in? What stood you out from the crowd and how did that feel? I want to give some of the listeners that might not have had. A win like that, a bit of a taste of what it's like, and, and you know when you were following it. All I will say it was horrible for the last ten minutes of that game. <laughs> watching that, so I, I, I mean, it felt great. But so, in regards to that lineup, I put it was a showdown state. It was Chelsea versus Leicester. I put Antonio Rudiger as my captain, and. I, again, the week before, I tweeted out about people playing soccer DFS and said how mad you must be, and you know, hats off to you, etc. I just thought I'd go against the grain. That's that's what you've got to do in DFS at the end of the day. You've got to go yeah. go against the Especially grain. Especially showdown. Uh, yeah, and I thought I, Antonio Rudiger pops up every now and then for a headed goal. <laughs> so I was like, I, I'm a madman. I'm going to put him in as my captain and. I thought next player on my list was Jorginho, obviously because he takes penalties. Um, I can't even. This is how bad I am with football. I can't even remember the name of the Leicester player that scored that night. Was it Vardy? Did Vardy score that night? I can't remember. I don't think it was. Whatever. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Vardy, but whatever Leicester player it was, they were in my lineup as well. I feel like um, it could be Nacho. I'm maybe. pretty sure it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. I had all three goal scorers in my lineup, which was well fantastic. But it it was changing because it went to extra time and then not not like not added on time. Sorry, not extra time, but it went to added on time and someone got a yellow card. And thankfully, because I dropped down to second into added on time, and that was that was two thousand five hundred dollars, and I was I was gutted because I'm, I'm sitting there like that then at this point uh, and the guy who was above me had got booked I, I, again I it was, it was a wild night I do not remember the player that got booked <laughs> but the, this player got booked and obviously you lose points on DraftKings not a lot but you lose a few uh, points on DraftKings for that and it shot me back up into first place <laughs> so 
I mean, it was, just, it was just such a wild night. I was away on the course for work. I was health and safety. And if anyone knows me, that's my worst nightmare. I, I hate any courses like that. It just bores the hell out of me. But yeah, I was away. I'd had a few drinks. And then I was watching the game, obviously. I and literally, by the end of the game, I was dancing around the car park up there. So, in, in Peterborough, I was dancing around the car park. I, cu- I come back into the bar and I went to the barmaid. I was like, can I have a pint of Sam McGraw, please? And that is my lot. So, but I, I know, Nick, because you know, I was promising to get my golf article out that night as well. And I, I really was like, oh, trying. Yeah. it was... <laughs> The last 10 minutes of that game, I mean, it just kept going and going. And I was just, yeah, I, my head wasn't in the right place. I was like, I, I will delay the article for a day or whatever. But it was it was I a said, wild night. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I, re- I remember, I think the tweet was something along the lines of, the golf article will be out tomorrow. I'm going to the bar. Then yeah. <laughs> you, And then yeah. I looked at the morning after. Um, and obviously, at that point, like I'd, I'd already spoken to you, I knew you'd won, but you, you obviously went on a media quiet then because you went celebrating it, rightly so. And then I looked yep. the morning after, and you'd obviously tweeted afterwards once you're in yep. the room and stuff. But what a win! Brilliant, yeah, it was great. And you know, I, I again, if you're going to play soccer DFS, there's I, I kept attacking it for a while, and I, I was just. I don't know, I suppose on them showdown states doing the obvious and that, that probably was what was doing me wrong, really. You, again, you've got, to, you've got to go against the grain. You've got to stand out if you're going to play them showdown states. And thankfully, Antonio Rudiger popped up for a header. You've got, you've got to set up lineups which have a possibility of coming last as yeah. well as coming first. And Antonio Rudiger as a captain is an obvious, could, could easily be last. In fact, most times it would have been last. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know. they say some, it's something I learned through the Euros as well. Like even with goalkeepers, if they keep a clean sheet, if you've got a goalkeeper in, and not, I'm not saying put the goalkeeper in the captain spot, but if you put them in there and they keep a clean sheet, they get like 20 points mm. on DraftKings. I almost which, always play showdown like that, where I play for a nil nils. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So two keepers, two defenders. Not always necessarily two keepers, but two definitely one keeper, two defenders, a couple of set piece takers, maybe a third defender. Because nobody plays for nil-nils. Everyone sets up their lineups for like, you know, goal scoring. Yeah. yeah. That's what people want. So I always set I always set up for nil-nils. Well, yeah. you recently had it as well with the, the NBA, Mark, didn't you? Were I think it was the Phoenix Suns. I can't remember who they were playing, but you you were looking at obviously a lot of the lineups in showdown then would have had a captain like um Devin Booker, mm. Chris Paul. Uh, DeAndre Ayton and I think you were between uh, Cam Payne and Cam Johnson I think and I think you picked the wrong camp but you were on the yeah. right lines that, yeah, that yeah, basically yeah, yeah. freed it freed up enough money for you yeah. to stack your line up with other stars whereas other people might have only had one or two that was um, the World Cup it, it was the right theory yeah that was, was the right that was theory. the World Cup and I ended up 96 out of 100 but, <laughs> but the price of the wrong camp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's not. I still don't regret that. If you see what I mean, because that lineup could have won. Yeah, yeah. There were other lineups in that hundred-man contest that could never have won. Mm. You know, and um, yeah. it's a one-off. It was a one-off in this comp- in the World Cup. So, like, you know, 
you're not going to get that lucky and stuff. I had like two 96th finishes in that World Cup. I had two top 10 finishes as well. It's like, you know, just how it goes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick Nick was my advisor on that one, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's M- NBA. Yeah, NBA is not my sport. It is not my sport. <laughs> it was like that NHL one, oh. Nick, where I, when I won that ticket on the NHL on fan team and you were like, oh, why, yeah. did, why did you choose them? It's like, because I didn't think anybody else would, you know. It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like the time where you 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 found the um, playing the keeper, and then playing the other keeper, and then yeah. doing basically a swap is 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 going to return for you more often than not if you've got a keeper as your captain. I was like, oh, thanks for that, mate. Yeah, returned last night. You know, nice one. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. Sh- no, have you done it since I shared it with you? Well, the season's over. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. It shows how much I know about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> next season, Nick, when the NHL starts. Remember, we're getting into NHL next year. Yeah, we are. That actually brings me on nicely. Obviously, you're massive on your golf, you're massive on your NFL, and you said, Jack, that you've been getting into your F1 and stuff like that. What sport do yeah. you wish that you, you you played more of or watched more of and, and got into in the, the DFS field? I mean... I'd love to be able to play NBA DFS because I do actually enjoy watching the NBA. I just, I just useless at DFS purposes for it. Uh, I mean, like really bad. I, I, I even like I follow a few guys on uh, Twitter and try and construct lineups with their help. But just, I, I just end up failing every time. <laughs> so maybe I need to get onto Unique for that. But I, I love combat sports. So I've recently been getting into UFC, UFC DFS which I really do enjoy but I mean as I've just found out this past weekend that can go horribly wrong when you know something absolutely freak like accident can happen i.e. with what happened to Conor McGregor like uh, just you know just but I, I do actually enjoy playing UFC DFS because yeah again it's another sport I enjoy to watch so it, that, that's, that for me is what DFS is all about if you enjoy watching that sport play it Play play fan play daily fantasy on it, Jack. If you used your technique you used to win the big money on the football in UFC, you'd be very successful. Do you reckon? Oh, UFC, you've got to pick those underdogs. You've got to pick those underdogs. It's all about picking the underdogs. Well, that's probably why I picked McGregor because technically he was the underdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah. I mean, you don't have you have to have six underdogs in a lineup. It's like (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But you should go above. I mean, it's crazy to me that in a two-man fight, somebody can be only owned ten percent or something like that, or five yeah. percent. That seems crazy, and that seems like a great opportunity for some leverage there. Yeah, um, no, that's that's a, that's that's sound plan. I'm um, I might I, I I think I'll try that one next time out. I will play. I will set my lineups because I I do a bit of UFC. I've got my own spreadsheet. To create lineups, and yep. I always put the max exposures bigger on the bottom half to the top half, which is not yep. exactly very um, technical or particularly taking, you know, not particularly skillful. But yep. over the last couple of months, that's been profitable doing it that way. I've got um, that spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to really see how bad Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Jack, you still won more than me without a spreadsheet. So. <laughs> Do you think that it's important, Jack, to 
understand and watch a sport and be really invested in it to to be really good at DFS? I think it helps. I don't. I mean, there's enough content creators out there, you know, that are really good at what they do. I, I mean, I could read off a few now. J- Joe Holker for me for the NFL is absolutely brilliant with what he does. He's someone. I mean, I at the NFL is my sport. I, it's my top sport to watch. I I'm heavily invested in it, and you know, some of the stuff Joe Holker. Like I watch his show every week um, during the NFL season. Some of the stuff that. He says, you know, it, it pricks my ears up and I, start, I, I, I take notes. So there's loads of content creators out there. I, but I, I do think it helps if you are invested in the sport that you're playing. Yeah. It's funny, we had the wrong opposite on, and answered that last week with Jordan. He reckons if you know the sport, it can, you can it creates biases. Okay. I, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that as well, certainly. And Will said on the very first one, Saramek, he was like trying to take out his biases out of it all, you know, which is why he relies purely on his projections pretty much. Because then that way it doesn't, he can't be, his biases can't influence his lineups in any way if it's based on the maths. But Sean, he's like, he said like you and like Nick, Nick thinks as well, you knowing the sport is better. So it's, it's just fascinating, this, this particular area, I think. You know, I, I, I just I think it helps. Like I, 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 I again, I, you could search Twitter or you search the internet. There's loads of content providers out there who can certainly guide you in the right direction. But for me, I'm most successful on NFL and golf. So and they're the two sports that I watch heavily. I think if you, I think definitely if you've got a passion in a sport certainly doesn't harm your chances when it comes to DFS and if anything watching sports like NFL again where I think NFL is is one of those, you know, NFL and golf for that matter, they're both sports where I feel stats don't always tell the full story. I think mm-hmm. sometimes what you actually, I always call it the eye test, what you actually see with your eyes. Jordan Aikens. Yeah. Jordan, do you remember Jordan Akins? Jordan Akins, yeah. <laughs> that athletic tight end from Houston. <laughs> Let me down so many times last year. There's there's something I was on something last year. It was against the Cardinals. They were giving up tons of yardage to slot receivers, and I think I rode that way for about five weeks. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they come up against. It was it was, it was against the Patriots, and then it's like. I decided that I would be mad enough to ride the wave with the Patriots and try and work out what wide receiver was going to play in the slot and what guy Cam Newton was going to pass to when he doesn't pass at all. Uh, (laughs) I I failed miserably that week, but it was a nice sort of four to five weeks previous with that. So... (laughs) When you're when you're building your lineups, Jack, would you say you're more based around the projections, or do you think game theory comes into it more for you? It's both for me. I I, I think game theory can be. I, I think it's more key in the NFL, like like I just said there, in regards to the Cardinals. You can find little you can find little things and what teams. You know what teams have got bad defenses and things like that, and what they're particularly bad against. I projections help. I, I just yeah. The, for me, it's just 
Yeah, I, 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 it's both. It's both. It's both. Cool. For me. You're a big game theory man, aren't you, Mark? Well, I just... It's, for me, it's... It, it made me love DFS again, playing that way. You know, because actually I was... It's something I tried to talk about last week on the other strategy series thing with Jordan is... DFS can be a little bit boring, I think, at times, if you're doing quite a lot of it. At the moment, it's not very boring because I'm only playing golf, yeah. um, certainly once a week. But if you think, come September, we're going to be playing you know, golf, NFL, probably soccer on fan team as well. You know, We're going to be looking at lots of stats, trying to listen to lots of content and stuff and all that. And... Um, but I just thought the game three way sort of took the pressure off me a little bit. And I found I was successful with it, which helps. Always like things where you're successful with it. So I agree. I, I agree. Like, yeah, it is, I, I would say my, especially for NFL, my lineups would be set on game theory more than projections. Yeah. But I, I do think both can be successful. Yeah. I think you need some sort of, even if you're just doing it in your head, Nick, you know, effectively, even if you're not using actual figures, you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, I don't know, Goff's going to score more points than Tom Brady or something. I mean, who'd think that? And, um, but like, um, <laughs> so, you know, in your head, you're certainly doing not sane minded person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're um, in your head, that's kind of what you're doing, even if you're not saying you're not projecting Goff to score 22 points and Brady to score 19. You're looking at all the quarterbacks and thinking, Reese can score more than him, than him, than him. So I think, I think you're always doing projections, how accurate they are. Like, like for you, Jack, you're probably more accurate because you understand the sport more. Yeah. But if you, can, you can pay for projections which are going to be good enough even if you don't understand NFL and stuff. And yep. I've played lots of sports I know nothing about, you know, because just to try and fix, work out the puzzle and stuff. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. You know, like Aussie rules. I, um, <laughs> I had another win on Aussie rules today. And I know nothing about Aussie rules. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never tried that one. That um, if you if that, you that thought seems, that seems a bit mad to me, if you thought there was a sweat with um, I think Aussie Rules is a great DFS sport if you just like to play a, just a general sport because there's lots of scoring in it. You move up and down the leaderboards a lot. You know your yeah. position is never you're never staying in one position particular place. And the other thing is right at the end there's a thing called a stack cor- correction which happens after the final whistle there, mm, yeah. and it's as like within it's, it's about five minutes afterwards and suddenly. Boom, everybody changes. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's a great sport for DFS. That would drive me mad because <laughs> I, I, I know what it's like with the FPL when you're relying on a, you're looking at a player and you think, oh, he's top of the bonus points. And then full time goes, it gets recalculated and he's not, he's not even in the bonus points. And you're like, oh, man, he was, he was my captain. I had six points there. Oh, come. <laughs> yeah, the the, the uh, stack corrections would drive me mad as well. I I've had that a few times on sleeper. You're you're sitting there Monday evening, and you're you're winning by like one point or something, and then sleeper <laughs> decides to do its stack corrections at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, British British time, and yeah, you you end up losing by a point. So yeah, you end up pulling your hair out. Yeah. Well, I recommend anybody listening if try F Aussie rules. I think it's a great DFS sport. I've tried watching Aussie Reels before, and I can't. I can't actually understand what's going on. Like, I, it's one of them games that there's, there's that much happening 
it, it looks yeah. just like a free for all. I yeah. saw it live years ago at the Oval. They played it there because the Oval, you know, the cricket ground, because that's an oval, and funnily enough, and that's the size, that's the shape of a pitch in Aussie rules as well. Um, and it's some sort of preseason game, so it goes back to the. It's like the equivalent of when he used to do the NFL over here, but preseason games. So it wasn't very exciting. Yeah, I, I went to a. Um, what's the game in Ireland they play? The GAA. I went to oh, one of them games yeah. in, in Dublin. That that is um, that's madness. That's just absolute <laughs> madness. You should. We suggest to Sean that fan teams start doing DFS for that. You can be a <laughs> resident expert, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about it. I had, uh, I had quite a lot of Guinnesses that day. Put it that way. <laughs> Uh, maybe you could pick people having a Guinness like yeah Jack's had, Jack's had so many Guinnesses 20 points <laughs> uh, so uh, Jack what, what do you see as your edge in DFS my reg yeah your my edge, edge. Your, what, your, your edge I just, I just back myself it's not what I said earlier it's, it sounds really silly just, just back yourself back your process um just, yeah, just invest in something. If you get, like I said earlier, if you're gonna play it, play in this. For me, you 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 watch the sport a lot and just play what you know and back yourself. It's, trust your process. I, you know, like with, with golf, for example, Mark, it's not gonna be the top players winning every week. You know, you're not gonna have your John Rams. That John Rams is in a bad position at the minute at the Open, but you know, you're not gonna have these players winning week to week. You, you need to trust your process and yeah that that's that is kind of my edge it's, it sounds silly i just i trust my process well, sounds as good as any the john ram thing is a classic example because if you yeah if you get all your information from content you know twitter content dfs content yeah john ram was a lock to win this week he was yeah. so so much more talented than everybody else but what people forget is they talk about these things in absolutes but it's still sport and sport yeah. is inherently random. It's, it's, it's incredibly hard as well. So in golf, it's incredibly hard to win back-to-back on the PGA Tour. It's, you know, it's, it's very hard. The golf courses are very different week to week. It's, it sounds very silly. Like, you know, I, it's the grass. There's certain different grass in certain courses. It sounds very silly. It's things like that. It's, it's a good point, and, though, because yeah. I, I know a greenkeeper, Jack, and up until recently, I had no idea, but there's three different types of grass. I just thought grass was grass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I only knew from speaking to this greenkeeper. You should see my back like, garden, Nick. There's like five different types blown. of grass. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're just weeds, Mark. Yeah. That's not... <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. So I, I played a golf course yesterday, and it was... They've got a challenge tour event on there next week, so they've set the golf course up ready for the challenge tour guys. And you know, I'm a I'm a pretty decent golfer myself, but that course yesterday, I think by the 16th hole, I I had enough. I wanted to walk off and have a pint. (laughs) (laughs) It was annoying me. So you know, just from week to week, golf golf is so unpredictable. It's you know, Mm. you've got. It's it's very hard to predict what's going to happen in, in, on the PGA Tour. So I still I still think NFL is people talk far too much. Me and Nick have had this discussion before. Far too much in terms of absolutes. This is definitely going to happen. This receiver is definitely going to do well, or this receiver is not going to do well. 
And it just takes something as daft as a cornerback falling over for somebody to get a 75-yard touchdown and 15 points yeah. or whatever. And, um, you know, sport is inherently random. Otherwise, we wouldn't watch it. Yeah, for sure. It is. I, I can use an example. I had Marvin Jones against the Cleveland Browns a couple of years ago. This was not in DFS. This was just in um, one of my dynasty leagues. And I picked him up off the waivers and the Cleveland Browns were getting absolutely burned by wide receivers like um, on the outside. So I was like, Marvin Jones is a lot this week. He's going to go off. He got me zero points. <laughs> <laughs> he had nothing the whole game. And I, I, I sat there after, I was like, how? How is, like, yeah. this team is getting burned week after week <laughs> by guys on the outside, deep threat guys, and he, he, he scores me zero points. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I that's think, why we love sport. <laughs> exactly, it's why, and, as, and I think a great edge people can get is to recognise that sport is random. So when you know everybody and his wife is saying Derek Henry this week he's going to do the two hundred yard game and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a good chance he's not. You know, and the week when you're right that he doesn't, you're going to do well. Yep, like your Rudiger thing, exactly like your Rudiger thing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I go, think it's a great. Go, that, 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 that is the thing with it. Go against the grain in DFS. Mm. Always go against the grain. I think the, the good thing about sport is, and we mentioned this, I think, when, when Sean was on, Mark, but I think there's obviously there's a reason why the top DFS players win and what they do study and, and what they base the lineups off. They obviously do very well, but no matter how much time or effort research you put into your lineups ultimately you need a bit of lady luck on your side as well when it comes to actually cashing and, and getting the results that you want because until that plays out you've you've got no idea really of what's going to happen you can only theorize what's going to happen or look at the stats and say well historically this has happened so this is what I'm hoping will happen again there's certainly no certainties and I think that's something actually that almost winds me up a little bit about where, where the where the fantasy community's gone a little bit because I feel like some of the hot takes and you know the, the the opinions people put across are almost presented as fact and it's like yeah. stop you don't know this it's your opinion yeah agreed that's that's one of the reasons I've I wouldn't say falling out of love but taking a back taking a back step from that sort of side of fantasy, uh, dynasty and redraft this year. You definitely, and the other thing is, um, I think used the worst side of it is when people are criticizing each other's lineups before seasons even started. That is yeah. just nuts to me, absolutely nuts to me. Um, but you know, when you talked about n- luck there, Nick, it is lucky to come first. I this is how I see it it is lucky to come first in a tournament. That's a fact, it's lucky to come to first in a big tournament, however. It's not luck that you are able to come first in a big tournament because a lot of lineups just can't come first because they're too owned or they're just too chalky and stuff. They just haven't given themselves a chance to ever come first. So you've got to, you've got to have two things go. You've got to make a lineup that can come first, and then you have the luck of coming first. Great. And um, yep. I think that's I think I think that's important. Um, Thing which um, you know, I'm sure we we'll talk about more and more when we do actual week our weekly NFL stuff as well. Nick is like you know, created lineups that can come first, and then after that you are reliant on your luck, aren't you? But yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, think this, I think this is one of the reasons why I like the F1 because 
there's been weeks where, you know, like Monaco, for example, if Leclerc doesn't crash there in in qualifying, no one's overtaking anyone at Monaco as it stands at the moment with the size of the cars. There's a chance he just goes round the track routinely and he wins the race. I cash. Luck was against me there. But that, again, when you look at what some of the, like, you know, a lot of people will have had um, high ownership of, you know, people like, you know, the Mercedes cars, maybe Bottas, I think, qualified quite high up on the grid. And he obviously went into the pit. He couldn't get the tyre off. He retired. But that's straight away then, that's a lineup that it, it could not win. And it, it's, it, was, it would have been such a high-owned racer that weekend. It, like you said, Mark, it, it's almost like you, you've got to, when you build your lineup, yes, there's got to be some things in there that you might think, well, that's obvious. You know, it, it might be that you're protecting yourself against certain scenarios and thinking, well, it would harm me more not to own this player. I need to really get him in. But I also need to differentiate somewhere else because otherwise I just fall into the middle of the pack. Yeah, and if you play, if you can't say for an NFL team, it's easy to find nine players or eight players in defence which are barely owned. That's really easy. But that doesn't mean they're going to be any good just because they're barely owned. So you've, you've got to find the right combination. And how you do it is dependent on the size of the contest you're playing. It's different if you're doing a head-to-head. So if you're playing a 100-man contest, you're playing a 100,000-man contest. You've got to be more different and stuff. But yeah. But my, my biggest win on the NFL, I think, was a couple of years ago. And I was, again, the luck side on that. I had, I, I'd literally used all my budget up on big name players everywhere. And then one of my last wide receivers was Ted Ginn. And he caught two absolute bombs mm. for touchdowns. And I mean, but like, yeah. like he went for like 70 yards. And yeah, that lineup cashed. Lovely. Cool. Yeah, yeah, Ted Ginn at the Saints was a great DFS play. Yeah. <laughs> he was always under 4K. Was, yeah, yeah, it's so cheap. This yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. You, you need that luck. You, need, you just need that. You need him to catch one of them bombs mm. and take it in. It's when they drop it and you're sitting there watching it and you're yeah. like, no! Yeah. And Deshaun Jackson at the Rams will be that this year, I think. Yeah. For one <laughs> game. For one, for the one game he's fit, before he ends up on the stretcher. Yeah, it'll be like three thousand eight hundred, and um, and he'll score a long touchdown, and then he'll injure himself. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> rewind, yeah. rewind the clock, Jack. Four or five years, however long it was since you started playing DFS, giving yourself, giving yourself advice what would you say to you starting off in DFS now or for new players starting off in DFS from what you know now, what you've learned, what would be your best advice that you could give to someone new to the game? Uh, Again, it's just, I think you need to follow great people on Twitter or whatever social media platform you want to use. There's, there's, there's great people out there who produce great content, but that for me is key. You want to get on board with that. Um, it is we've said it earlier you've got to go against the chalk on DFS it's you know you've got to go against what other people are doing and just enjoy it you know I I first went into it I was a bit naive I just I was like oh yeah I'm just going to play all the big stars you know at the time I don't know Tom Brady and you know I was just building a, a random team not really giving it much thought like 
sit there thinking, you know, I, I will spend a couple of hours on the Sundays for the NFL. I will spend a couple of hours there, give it some thought before I build my lineup. So give it, give it some thought. And, you know, that, that, that is where it helps if you are invested in the sport that you're playing, playing on. And are those the kind of mistakes that you see people making as well? Yeah, for sure. But, but you know, but people come into it blind. They, you know, I've, I've seen people do it before. They, they'll play DraftKings and they'll just, again, they'll play, they'll play the studs. And, you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's not always going to pan out. Like so Sometimes that might work. You might cash, you might win a little bit, but it, you've, got to, you've got to go against the chalk to win on DFS. There's a difference between a really good... Um, real life player and a really good fantasy player generally speaking yeah. and you saying yeah. talk about Tom Brady is so funny because literally the week I signed up for my first DFS you know for DraftKings and I was going to play that yeah. week I was so excited about the idea I was going to play Tom Brady because he's the best and yeah. all that and he probably was like the 20th highest scoring quarterback that week or yeah. something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is it is uh, you know I, I was exactly the same. I literally yeah. come into it. I, I played NFL. I was so excited. I was like, I've just signed up to this DraftKings. <laughs> I've just, like messaged all my mates in my redraft league. I was like, look, you all need to get involved in this. We'll all have a laugh. We'll all win some money. And yeah, I think I uh, yeah, I lost $20 mm. very, very quickly. <laughs> so, so. Also, those beginner leagues are so... The beginner contest when you first start, for anybody who signs up, first of all, DraftKings allow you to enter beginner contests. I think it's like... it. It's only for people who've played under 50 contests or something like that. Yeah. And um, they are such a good way to learn and to make money if you know what you're doing. The sad thing is you always work out by the time you become ineligible for them. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great thing for DraftKings. I, I, I do actually think, just going off DraftKings, I do actually think Paddy Power, I mean, the last couple of years I've won money on Paddy Power at FanDuel. I don't know if the players that are playing that over here I don't mean this, any disrespect to anyone that does play on it, but I don't know if they're as clued up as the people are on DraftKings. If you get, if you get what I mean, I just, I, I found, I found myself winning more on there from the NFL side in recent, in the last couple of years. It's a, it's a good point because I, I suppose with DraftKings, you're up against players from around the world, and I yeah. suppose it, it's again, it, it's almost a saturated market now, whereas you play. Paddy Power and, and like you said you're coming up against people who might have been following the NFL for a year or two coming up against yep. someone like yourself who might have been a lifelong fan who's also been playing the DFS side of it for years as well and has a good understanding of how scoring works and game scripting works um, yep. you know I think that's you, you sort of it's a good point because I think that could be a good starting point for some people yeah, if yeah. you don't want to jump yeah. in at the deep end or, or start entering monetized contest on DFS you've got the free ones on there that you can also yeah. test the waters on but Paddy Power is also a nice starting point on there I've played a bit of Paddy Power as well did you play yeah, um, uh, sorry Jack did you play um, NFL on fan team last year I didn't know I, no, I, I, I discovered fan team just around the end of the Premier League season and then oh, okay. obviously going into, going into the Euros so they do have one there and I played it a couple of times but I wasn't really taking it that seriously because in terms of, I didn't really have the time to look at, to sort of focus on that one. I was just kind of choosing the same players as I was picking DraftKings at the time. Um, yep. But I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's another good place probably for people to start this NFL season. Let's put it that way. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because yeah. you're not, you're not for definitely anyone... not playing any Americans. 
yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Any of them platforms, them newer platforms, will be they'll be great starting points for anyone to start out start out on. Yeah. And I know Paddy Power, they run that free. They run one free contest yeah. a week, I believe, on there. So if you, you know, if you don't want to invest too much, just just play it. Just see how see how you feel, and yeah, take it from there. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know, Fan Team do have an app, and it is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've used it, and it is great. <laughs> Nick, how is this gonna? How is finding out about the fan team app on the on a pod going to compare with the birth of your first child? Is that... <laughs> it's gonna be gonna be neck and yeah, neck. Yeah. It's gonna be close. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, don't let Nessie hear that. Yeah, no, um... no, no, it's like yeah. We'll whisper that bit. <laughs> Jack, you've you've been doing a lot recently with your your golf dfs site and i know you, you've got that blog up and running there's been some really good content on there uh, what does the future hold for your dfs profile within the community going forward because i know that you've you, you put something out not long ago as well that you're looking to maybe branch out into some other sports like f1 and stuff like that so yeah. what does the future hold for jack i just want to build a platform there now i want to build something for the uk where it, i mean my golf twitter account is up at the minute but I, I mean i'm slowly merging that over that's just going to become daily fantasy and bets that's what the website's called it's going to be that and i, I want to branch out into other sports like, like you said nick i want to do ufc i want to do f1 and not just me i, I want to i want to create a site where i can get other people writing for it as well and that's that's my ultimate goal now and it, it sounds sad it sounds i've kind of moved on from the dynasty side of it but you know time you know after doing that for two years the podcast kicks matter i mean we're on a bit of a hiatus in a minute we will be back but it's 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 been nice it's been just nice having like two or three months away from it just building this and this is this is my main goal now this is what i want to build and and i want to build it for the uk community i want i want us if i want us all to win and that's that's where i do my golf blogs currently i, I i'm not going to build you a lineup I'll, I'll pick three guys i like for the week on my on my plays and I will play them guys as well so I'm not going to build you all, all six golf lineup but I hope I, I know and I hope it's helping people out so yeah that's my that's my goal it's good we've talked about this before Nick haven't we there's not enough um, UK based DFS content there's NFL DFS content in yeah. the UK but and um, and I know Jack what, first time we spoke was about exactly that I think on Twitter and um, yeah, yeah. So I think it's good. I think it's really good. Yeah, as I say, I, I, I just want to build, yeah, I want to build a brand and I want to build it. I'd say if, I want us all to win. I don't want me just to win. I want everyone following to win. Yeah. I just want me to win, Jack. I think you're being far too <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you're going to give us some of those winnings then, are you? <laughs> um, you will have to ask my missus that. So <laughs> She's uh, she's a lot more scarier than me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wow, fellas! I don't know if while we've been talking, the temperature has increased, but I am absolutely melting here. So I think it is. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. looking the same. So I, it's definitely time for a shower. <laughs> Jack, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on and I hope that we can have you on at some point in the season as well where we'll have more of a, an opportunity to actually speak about the NFL as it's live 
and talk about yeah. some NFL lineups and some strategy during the season as well. Um, before we do sign off, Jack, where can the listeners find you? Just you'll find all my content over at Jack Humphrey um, KM on Twitter. That's where I am, or it's Daily Fantasy and Bets JackHumphreyKM.com. So just yeah, just come and give me a follow. You'll find all my content there, basically. And um, yeah, cheers. Thanks for having me, guys. No, problem. Oh, it's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it, has. it has absolutely go and follow Jack. He's putting out some great content and. It's stuff that he's passionate about as well, as you'll have heard throughout the pod. You can find me at Nick of Wigan and Mark, where can the listeners find yourself? At underscore SMRR. At awesome. underscore SMRF. Well, I say awesome. It's yeah. awesome when you get it right. <laughs> you clearly weren't listening then, were you? Yeah, I was just like, awesome. I trust you. You've done it right. Well done. I literally, Nick, I literally went blah, 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 and you said awesome. <laughs> That could be your Twitter name. I don't know. I've not checked today. You could have changed it. Nice one. As always, Rush Nation, if you are playing daily fantasy sports, make sure that you do gamble responsibly. We've touched on it on the pod. It's your money that you're spending. Only spend what you can afford to lose. But in this format, it is absolutely vitally important that the listeners do what, Mark? Draft responsibly. Correct. See you next time. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm gonna do this to protect myself. Do it for them, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.